You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 307. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Marisa here on a creative Thursday, very exciting time of year. I am officially calling this dreaming bigger about what's possible for you time of year, especially when it includes possibilities around adding recurring revenue into your life. How does that sound? How does it sound? I know when I first started my business, if someone had told me that that was even possible, I would have been, I would have breathed a really big sigh of relief because it was 2019, this very time of year, and I had just started the Creative Outliers in 2018, which was the first version of what is now the expansive artists membership and community of artists that I mentor each month, all year. And I was feeling lost about whether to continue with the creative outliers. How would I grow the creative outliers? How would I be sure to reach the right people that I can help the best? Am I Am I really meant for teaching, mentoring, coaching? I had a lot of thoughts swirling around in my head. And on top of that, I had also just come out of at least four to five years of a whole lot of inconsistent revenue within my art business. And looking back, some of that was simply due to the fact that I wasn't giving new ideas enough time to really sprout, right? I would plant the seed and then the seed wouldn't sprout quick enough. And then I would dig up that seed and move on to the next, the next idea, right? We talk about shiny squirrel syndrome, still a favorite podcast, still a favorite topic. I have it where, you know, it's that next shiny object that I catches my attention. And suddenly that's the best idea for me to pursue next. And working with my now friend and mentor, Sue McLaren, one of the biggest lessons I learned from him, which I talk about in this episode, but I'll share it here just in case you need this reminder, is just focus on one thing first and get it going. So there are a couple of things I wish I had known. One was to begin thinking about, and when I say I wish I had known when I started my business, to begin thinking about how can I add not only multiple revenue streams, I knew that that's pretty common, right? We're aware that it's wise to have multiple revenue streams in a business, especially an art art business, creative business, but how can those revenue streams become recurring revenue? And two is that 
two is to focus on one idea at a time. And now if I were to add nuance to that as well, I would say I am a much better planner. As you know, if you're a regular listener, hello, thank you for listening. You know that I've come to a place where I know how to choose that one idea because part of the hesitancy in choosing an an idea like that and saying, well, I'm going to just focus on this is because you can get into a lot of doubt around, well, is this the right idea to choose? And now I have a much better way of being able to determine that within my business for myself personally. And certainly that's taken some practice to develop this habit of planning and just being able to project out much better in my business. This is what we talk about a lot within my course, Artful Selling. It makes a huge difference when you're still making a guess. You're still, there is still uncertainty. There may still be a certain amount of risk involved, but hey, that's what being a business owner is about. That comes with the territory. But when you have a strategic approach to making that decision and saying, yes, I'm going to go for this, then you want to stick with it. So for this reason, my life today looks very different. My business looks very different and I am so grateful. I'm grateful for much. And I talk about a lot of that uh, mentors I've worked with, a variety of mentors I've worked with, and especially grateful for Stu McLaren because just everything's changed for me in the last few years in the best possible way. I'm I'm breathing easier than I ever have as an entrepreneur for all these years. And, you know, every day I get to see how, because I've created a community, because I chose to stay with the mentoring, because I chose to say yes to this path, as well as yes to the path of my art, I get to see how that's helping helping you to pursue your dream to submit your art to shows when you've never submitted before, to say yes and raise your hand to selling work, whether you do that part-time or whether that becomes a full-time business for you. It's incredibly rewarding, fulfilling. There's just nothing better. There's nothing better than being in the world together and fulfilling what we feel called to do, doing that side-by-side it's the best. And I know that I know Stu now well enough. I've worked with him since 2019 uh, consistently. I know that this is what drives him too. We talk a lot about this ripple effect of when we step into our dreams and we encourage others who are in our world on any capacity, whether they are friends, family, colleagues, strangers. I'm sure I've told you the story how I used to talk to the doorman at the improv comedy club in Los Angeles and encourage him to pursue his writing dreams. Cause you know, in LA, everybody's got a dream. Welcome, welcome to Hollywood. I quote pretty woman. Everybody's got a dream. We're all doing something on the side of our, of our job in LA. Very often I will talk to anyone in earshot and say, Hey, pursue your dream, pursue your dream. What do you have to lose? Ultimately, you have a whole lot more to lose if you just never try. That's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. And when you try, you have given it your best shot. 
and it could work. So there's a ton I could say about this. This is a a longer episode that I am inviting you in on. This is actually one of our private calls in the Expansive Artists that I hosted last year at this time. And so if you want to know what it's like on some level to be part of our community and how some of our calls are run, this is an example with Stu who joined us as a guest speaker. I want to reintroduce you to Stu and remind you and invite you today, April 20th, Thursday, April 20th, he is hosting his membership workshop and I highly, highly recommend you attend it. It's free. It's one of the best workshops. It's going to inspire you, energize you. It's going to open your eyes to possibilities that you didn't know exist. I love to tune into it every year, even though I have been uh, working with Stu and a whole whole bunch of different levels of uh, coaching and support at this stage, but I go through TME every year. I love to be a part of the launch. I love to listen to the stories and I, a lot of the members of the TME community are very dear to me and have really been great support to me as I have navigated the last four years, especially of my business growth and development. And I just can't say enough about it. And so I wanted to bring you this conversation so you can meet Stu and the link to register for the workshop. I believe that it's happening at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. So hop to it. We're going to make sure to get this episode out right away on Thursday, as soon as possible, so that when you listen to this, that you can register. And I wanted to, again, introduce you to Stu, have you thinking about the possibilities around how you might create a recurring revenue stream in your business. It's not just mentoring, teaching, it can be product-based, it can be service-based. Stu talks about that, clarifies that in our chat today. And then after he came on as a guest speaker for the first part of the call, then I answer questions and talk more in depth about my experience as a student, what my resistance was, how I overcame it. I answer a number of questions for our members about ideas that they have in terms of creating a possible membership or recurring revenue model in their business. And I was just re-listening to it myself. It's a really good call. It's a good call. I think it will be very insightful for you. And again, if you haven't thought about this before, just get the wheels turning. It's always a good thing to do. And and then just pick one thing. <laughs> Public service announcement, pick one thing and give it a chance and get it going. So to close what I was saying about 2019 and where I was, it was a really it was a really challenging point in my business and decisions about what I wanted to do next. And coming across Stu at that time really changed everything for me on so many levels many, many levels. And I will continue to share more of those stories with you because 
the ripple effect of that one decision just continues to play out again and again and again uh, in the most beautiful way. And I am just, I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful I stopped being stubborn and invested in myself. It's so important. So maybe this is a time for you. Maybe you've heard of Stu before. You've heard me talk about him before. He's been a guest on the podcast, a guest in the Expansive Artists. And you might be like, okay, this is the year. Well, I do intend to offer coaching for you who join TME through my affiliate this year as well. I'm really passionate about creating an intimate group alongside the larger TME group to offer you extra support. And of course, with me every year, you get about 10 times more knowledge just because I have never stopped learning in this area. And as I share, you know, I'm very passionate about helping creatives who also feel inspired to help others with the gifts they have beyond your art sales. But also if you are thinking about mentoring, educating, inspiring, there's so many so many possibilities. Yes. So enjoy this episode. Sit back. Uh, If you're driving, this is a good one to tune into and listen in. Grab a nice celebratory beverage, as I like to say, and enjoy. And be sure to click the link in bio to join Stu's workshop ASAP. ASAP right away. And I'll see you there. Hello. So today, as you know, you're talking to a group of artists, some of whom, like I see my fellow Marisa, I have a fellow Marisa in our community. She took Tribe last year, now formerly known as Tribe, now the membership experience. And she's getting ready to launch her membership, I know. But a number of our artists are really thinking about membership, teaching online, all the different ways that you can do this. We're always talking about adding recurring revenue, of course, as artists. And so I thought today, if we could just kick off our conversation around, well, if you'd like to just briefly introduce yourself and the membership experience for friends who are brand new to you. Of course, I think everyone knows you. (laughs) They might just be meeting you. And then talk to us a little bit about Let's say you're somebody, you're an artist in particular, and you're like, gosh, this just sounds like such a cool idea. There's so many different things I could do with a membership model from digital product to physical. How would I decide if this is right for me to pursue? Yeah, well, okay. So first of all, thank you for having me. And um, I, uh, I, I love being surrounded by artists because, you know, when I think about... Um, uh, Marisa knows this, but the vast majority of people in our community, there's a lot of artists that are drawn uh, to what we do because the way in which artists are able to serve and help our audiences extends far beyond just the art that we necessarily produce. And I think this is what's really fascinating and interesting, really uh, in particular about this time right now. You know, um, recently I read a survey that uh, they where they surveyed uh, 2,500 people, and uh, they were asking them their thoughts about uh, you know how their lives are now, two years after the pandemic, and 
for the most part, the overall sentiment was that their lives were worse now than they were two years ago. People feel there's more division amongst family and friends. Uh, they feel um, that their lives have been disrupted in a major ways, whether it be with like, you know, perhaps surgeries that have been postponed or operations and uh, health, you know, uh, scares. Then there's like the uncertainty of business. You know, so many businesses, their worlds have been flipped upside down. You know, one of my dear friends who's in my wedding party, he owns a restaurant up here in Canada and he hasn't, he wasn't able to have a full capacity restaurant for nearly two years. Like the restrictions just got lifted like less than a month ago. So if you can imagine like trying to run and operate a business, um, and not being able to, you know, run it at full capacity, not because you're not capable of it and not because you don't want to do it, but because of just circumstance. And so, um, so as I was reading this, I was like kind of down in the dumps about it, you know, like, oh man, that, you know, like this is kind of heartbreaking, but then I'm looking over here because uh, I've got the research right in front of me. Cause there was a, one little paragraph that grabbed my attention and it said here, the survey also suggested that the pandemic has made most re-evaluate their priorities with just over 80% saying it has made them reflect on what is really important in their lives. And just under half said they have made significant positive lifestyle changes. So why is this important to us? Well, in particular for artists, I think there are so many in this world who have that inkling, that urge inside of them um, to pursue art in some capacity. And that could be in a wide variety. It's not just painting as an example. It could be, you know, cartooning. It could be calligraphy. It could be woodworking. It could be crafting. There's all ways in which, you know, art comes to life. But a lot of those passions and interests in the past have always got pushed to the back burner. And I think what happened during the pandemic was it made people realize like, I don't, I don't want to push things to the back burner anymore. Like these things are coming to the forefront now. And this is why in the last two years, we saw a major boom in memberships because people are now pursuing these kinds of passions and interests and the things that they enjoy. And they're making it a top priority in their lives. And the other thing that was interesting was during the pandemic, it created a, a weird scenario where people were forced into a completely different routine. Now, in some cases, that was challenging. In other cases, it created opportunity. And I remember uh, this was about a couple of months into the pandemic. I was talking to one of our, one of the people from our community who runs a membership. And it was a, a membership where they're helping uh, people learn um, a new language through the Bible. So it's like super specific, okay? But what they said to me was that they had several members who joined the membership who had been thinking about joining the membership for quite some time, but never actually made that jump to becoming a paying member. But they joined during the pandemic because they used to have an hour commute to work and an hour back to, you know, from work. And now all of a sudden they were given two extra out or like two extra hours a day, 10 hours a week. And they're saying to themselves, 
well, I, I want to be productive. I want to do something with this time. And they're using that time to pursue passions and interests. And then you couple that with the fact that Zoom, which we're on right now, went from tens of millions of users to hundreds of millions of users <laughs> in a short period of time. What that did was that created a scenario where now people are A, seeking out their passions and interests. B, they're now way more comfortable in scenarios like this because not because necessarily they want to, but because they've been forced into it, but it's created that comfort. And C, that has now given you and I an opportunity to be able to serve people on a higher level and help them pursue those passions, those interests, and create momentum in their life, which creates only more of an appetite to go deeper and deeper and deeper. So I'm sharing all this with you because it is a fascinating time right now. And I'm not by any means minimizing the heaviness of what is happening in the world. And I'm not at all suggesting or, you know, um, suggesting that we ignore it or turn a blind eye to what's going on with the war. Uh, it's this, you know, the similar heaviness, you know, in Australia just a few months ago when massive flooding and entire homes are completely underwater. Like I couldn't even imagine, you know, the challenge that that created for so many. And there's all this heaviness in the world, but there's also this other side. And this other side is that like people are wanting to pursue these passions and these interests. And this is why you and I need to step into that space and give people that opportunity because we know especially with art, the impact that it has on the psyche, on the heart, on the mind, on the soul. And to not do that, I believe is leaving a huge opportunity on the table, not only for the impact that it would have on your business, but the impact that it would have on those that you get to serve. And so this is why I'm passionate about this. And I've never been more passionate than I am right now, because the world needs what we have. The world needs what we are wanting to bring and are going to bring in the form of our memberships. And I just think that now it's about how do we shift the attention to the things that bring joy, the things that bring happiness, the things that bring peace as our movement away from division, negativity, hurt, and more towards the things that we want to see in the world. And, um, and then the fact that that is coupled with um, the uh, benefits of a recurring revenue business is all the more reason for us to pursue it. So I, if I know I'm, uh, I'm going to throw it back to you here in a second, Marisa, but I just want to say like, this is, although there's a lot of heaviness going on in the world, there's also uh, a big opportunity as well. And it's not to be short-sighted because uh, I really am passionate about this for the impacts that it can have in so many different areas of our lives. Yeah, I, I uh, thank you for that. And I get equally passionate. I feel really about everything that you've shared. I feel really fortunate that I connected to you and your community, you know, right at the right time in like towards the end of 2019, right? And things started to look very different quickly. Mm -hmm. And when I have felt that heaviness creep in, all I have to do is plug into our community. 
and plug into my into our community here and the expansive artists. And I I just am reminded of what's good happening in the world and how mm. many like good hearted of which you are one, Stu. I mean, truly, it's just like your heart is so in the work that you do and the communities uh, that you serve that what is so exciting to me about the membership world in particular, I just had no idea. Mm -hmm. Like so many different areas of interest, of passion, of supporting and helping people. Um, I just, you know, I always was like, well, I'm a, I've been a pioneer in this online space. And I, I just had no clue all the possibilities. I always thought I was someone who saw all those possibilities. And now in the past couple of years, it's just like the possibilities have just exploded. Mm. And what I love about this, and I get to say in this room is, and a lot of them are, are my friends through our community um, with Stu, I'm like the creative women in particular, and, and our creative men, because we know uh, Nicholas Littleton as well, um, are just crushing it. <laughs> like they, it's like they were built for this somehow. And that's where I get on my passion rant, which is, I believe with the creative arts in particular, that this really is a time where that's, um, that more people are kind of being called forth in that space because it contributes so much to people's lives. I mean, I think Stu, I was just sharing with you the other day and one of our members, Pradeepa was talking about the healing benefits as a mm. physician, as a as someone in medicine, that there's no comparison to what art and creativity and what we get to bring to people in the world. And a lot of artists also are in healing modalities. And so they're able to reach people on so many different levels. And if you think about what's happening in the world, I guess I'm kind of paraphrasing what you're saying. It's just, oh my goodness, you know, if there was ever a time to listen to what you feel called to do, and if you feel called to share and help, which I feel most artists are already in that position because they're wanting to share what's on their heart. Mm. You know, we are connected to our art. It is, um, I say, personal to us and we, no one would have the courage to do it if they, to share it. Right. Am I right? Yeah. Artists, no one would have the courage to share it if they didn't feel like really, really passionate about wanting it, you know, wanting to share it with people where it might make a difference for someone in that day. And I just think, well, there's just no better time for that. And like Stu was saying, everything's kind of aligning in those ways. So if you are someone that's thinking about, you know, well, how do I know this is right for me? Obviously, if you want to know how to begin, you're going to join Stu's workshop on Thursday, <laughs> April 21st. You're going to join the workshop because he's going to take you through uh, so many stages and steps and, and clear, you're going to get a lot of clarity around that. So definitely participate in the membership workshop and we'll drop a link for you. There's one in our community as well to join. And, but if you're here today and you're thinking about, is this like a next step for me? What do you share with people who are in that kind of in-between phase of like, um, do I do this? Is this, is this the right next step for me? Okay, I'm going to answer that, but I'm going to close this blind. It's okay. starting to uh, get a, a little hot and a little bright. So one second. <laughs> you just got his whole uh, live streaming 
a sweet setup. And I was reviewing when you visited with us last year and you had talked about going to a membership to get your whole live streaming suite set up <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because we can't have all the answers everywhere. It looks really good, by the way, Stu. It's looking Thanks, really buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, it took me, I had a, a hot moment last week because in the middle of an interview, the camera just kept shutting off. So it was like, I had no idea what was going on. So they would ask the question and I quickly give my answer, hoping I would get my answer up before <laughs> the camera shut off and then it would shut off. And I was like, oh God. But anyway, I figured it out. It was a setting. So, you know, you're, you're always learning, right? But um, so you asked about like, you know, how do I begin thinking about memberships? And, and, and I want to, again, because this is a group of artists, I'll speak specifically to um, where I see opportunity for artists in memberships. Yeah. And we and, have in the creative, we have everyone from jewelers to writers. We have a number of writers. We also have, I'm thinking of you, Willow. We have someone who works with homeschooling, which is a massive market, right? Stu, I mean, a lot of people are doing incredible work in that space. Um, yep. So we, we cover a few different areas and then most are visual artists, illustrators, and so on. Okay. I'm just writing a couple of things down because I, I want to, given what you just said, Okay. Yeah. And if you're thinking about it, go ahead and drop in the chat. Like if you're getting ideas about what it is that you're thinking, I know Rue is here and she likes to help with creative inspiration and creative coaching. So if you have ideas for what you're working on, drop them in the chat and we can give you examples or support you with that. Yeah. Okay. So um, typically when I'm talking about memberships, there's really like, I would say, three big buckets of, you know, types of memberships. So first would be like a product-based membership. So this is where you take a product that would be sold one time and you shift the thinking to then selling it on a recurring basis. So you just mentioned somebody in the group um, is in, is making jewelry. Is that right? Yeah. Well, we have a couple artists who've made jewelry. Yes. Or who okay. are making jewelry, yeah. Awesome. So uh, my wife belongs to a membership called Lobe Love. And every quarter she is sent a box, which has usually like three or four different sets of earrings. And it's an example of, again, she came across this artist who was making this jewelry. And in this scenario, instead of buying it one time, she now buys it on a recurring basis. So a product-based membership is where you take a product that would normally be sold one time, and now you sell it on a recurring basis. And there are all kinds of examples like this. The Loeb Love is, is one that's most familiar because, well, my wife belongs to it. Um, uh, so I see the earrings on a regular basis. And I'm like, oh, baby, that looks nice. But, um, uh, but then you've got like other products, like the most famous one is like the Dollar Shave Club, you know, where they used to sell razors one time, and now they sell them on a recurring basis. So we see this all the time with like of the month type, um, you know, subscription programs like coffee of the month, tea of the month, socks of the month, tie of the month, underwear of the month. You know, I've seen bras of the month. I've seen like all these different of the month, you know, products. Right. And then you see subscription boxes. Uh, this would be an example of like Sarah Williams in our community. So she used to own a like a boutique retail shop in her hometown in Texas and she was, she's a savvy businesswoman. She was paying attention to, okay, what are my best clients and customers purchasing on a regular basis? 
Well, then she took those items. And in her case, it was like things like handbags, T-shirts, earrings, like, you know, other, you know, um, uh, elements that make women feel beautiful. And she packaged them into a subscription box that she sends out to her subscribers. It initially started with about 300 of her local customers. And then she realized like, wait a minute, there's no limits on who I can send this to. And so she's now expanded it to nationwide and she's serving over 3,000 plus monthly customers with this subscription box. So that's a product-based business. There's a service-based uh, membership and subscription. This is where you're doing a service for somebody, but instead of doing it one time, you now turn it into a monthly subscription. Some examples of this would be like uh, Mary Claire Fredette in our community. She, uh, she has a massage uh, studio. And what she did was she launched a membership and her members get so many massages for their monthly membership. Well, I caught up with her about a month ago and I said, how's the membership going? And she's like, well, I haven't launched uh, since the first time. And in my heart just kind of like dropped a little bit. I was like, oh no, like what's going on? She's like, well, I actually haven't needed to. She's like that first launch that I did like filled my business up. And she's like, I haven't had to launch since because three years later I've had over 80% retention. I was like, that is mind blowing. Like that's amazing, right? So again, it's how you can take a service and turn it from one time where you're hoping people will come back and turn it into uh, predictable recurring revenue with a membership and subscription. But the big block, the, the third big one that I, the bucket that I want to emphasize for all of you is a knowledge-based membership. This is where we see most memberships in our community fall into. And this is where you're doing a couple of things. You're either teaching people a set of skills, like people don't know how to paint and now they want to become a great artist. Well, they don't go from not knowing how to paint to become a great artist like that, right? Like that's a journey. All of you know that you've spent years mastering your craft, right? And so that's why a membership is such an amazing vehicle to help people learn those skills because we're supporting them in that journey of going from not having any skills to be to acquiring those skills uh, and we support them within the membership. So learning new skills is one type of knowledge-based membership. Uh, helping people overcome an ongoing problem is another type of knowledge-based membership. A perfect example of this would be like uh, somebody who's in a broken relationship. Well, you don't go from a broken relationship to a thriving relationship like that. That's, a, a, again, a journey, right, of overcoming that problem. And we see many examples in our community. I think of Ginger Dean. She helps women, actually, who um, are a, uh, who have just exited a damaging relationship, like an abusive relationship. So, you know, these women are uh, obviously uh, experienced a tremendous amount of trauma. They, uh, you know, are hesitant uh, when it comes to, even thinking about dating again or having a relationship with somebody again. And so you don't go from that place to being in a loving, thriving relationship like that. And that is a journey that she is supporting those women in, uh, you know, in their journey to be able to get to that place. So again, acquiring new skills, overcoming a problem or challenge, or the third bucket would be like creating convenience for people. This is where you take something that people are doing on their own that may take a lot of time uh, and you're just creating a tremendous amount of convenience around it. We've seen a lot of artists thrive in this uh, category as well. Uh, some examples, Julie Soul, um, January of 2021, launched a brand new membership and it came on the 
back of in the middle of 2020 when the pandemic hit, there were millions of parents, myself included, who are now at home with young kids thinking to themselves like, what do we do? Like, I mean, the kids are normally gone to school for at least six hours a day. And how are we going to keep them busy and occupied, and not, you know, stuck in front of a TV all day? Well, meanwhile, trying to do all the things that we do. So she recognized this. But what happened was she her kids are at home. So she starts, uh, you know, homeschooling and she loves art. And and her goal was just to make the art lessons the most epic art lessons <laughs> her kids have ever experienced. And so she did. And her kids loved it. One day, one of her friends comes over and says, Julie, this is amazing. Like, can I can I have like those lessons? Can I teach my kids those lessons? And she's like, well, sure. So she gives her friend the lessons. Well, then word spreads. And then before she knows, she's got all these people like saying, wait a minute, like, I'm, I, I, could you send me those lessons? So Julie starts a free Facebook group. And as I said, word spreads because there's all these parents in panic thinking, what are we going to do with our kids? So long story short, this group grows to about 2000 people. And in January, 2021, Julie launches uh, her membership with a founding member launch, welcomes over 300 people. Then by August of last year, that had grown to 1,000. And one year later, that had grown to more than 1,400 paying members. And she said to me, she said, Sue, I never thought of myself as a businesswoman. She's like, I've never even thought about owning. She's like, I've never sold anything but candy bars for a school fundraiser before. Like, But what did she do? She created convenience because she provides at-home schooling art lessons for other parents. So she's taking and removing the thinking for the parents and she's making their lives easier. And we've seen this with like lesson plans. Like I think of, you know, Patty Palmer. She built a membership with more than 5,000 plus members providing art teachers lesson plans. And we've seen this come out in a variety of different ways where it's templates. Like I think of Manu who has created all these social media templates uh, and people are paying. She's got thousands of members in her membership paying to have access to new templates each and every month. But we're using our knowledge to either teach new skills, help people overcome an ongoing problem, or create convenience with templates and resources. It's so inspiring. <laughs> it's just like this, just you, and you don't have to, right, Stu? I think you would agree. Stu has a great motto. It's called keep it simple. <laughs> like, yes. You don't have to overthink this, right? You can take one element of something you want to share. Like I'll just share with you some of the, um, Molly, I hope you do this. She helps writers. Uh, she's got her statement. Awesome. I help writers make creative writing a habit and get to finish their in-process books. That sounds awesome. Um, this is leading into helping them with a habitual marketing practice once their books is out. Fantastic. <laughs> Stu knows this. You're writing a book this year, right? And Amy I, just wrote one. Yes. I am in the midst of it. Yes. <laughs> I am deep in the midst of it, Molly. And I can tell you that there are 100% a lot of writers who are learning <laughs> to develop this habit and haven't mastered it yet. <laughs> Not that I know any personally, but. <laughs> yeah. And then Christina is thinking of teaching watercolor online. Yeah. So many, you know, Stu's giving you a handful of the success stories of people who've gone through the membership experience. Um, it's, 
it's just like, it's phenomenal. So teaching watercolor online, like taking any of your art practice and sharing that with people. Cause we, we think what we do, everyone would know how to do that. And yet what we do is so unique and we all bring something new to it. And Amy was talking about product-based, like, yeah, an art print membership, greeting cards. One of the first memberships that I subscribed to was even a quarterly uh, greeting card. And um, Sarah kindly was a guest speaker in our group early on. So you can find her talk about box subscriptions specifically. And it was right before Sarah started Launch Your Box, which has blown up. So now Sarah has a digital, Sarah Williams has a digital product um, where she ships her boxes. And then she's helping thousands now, thousands, it grew insanely of people create their own boxes. I'm a member of hers because I still want to create this art box that's been on my mind forever. And uh, when she shows all the boxes, I'm like, there's boxes for dentists. There's boxes for guinea pigs. I'm like, are you kidding me? And so you can also don't do them all at once as Stu will remind you. My big lesson I learned from Stu, pick one, just pick one. But once you get it going, it can really inspire a lot of other ideas. And and I think this is kind of cool, Jeanette, I just, you know, helping people. She was talking about ways to start a painting, like having the concept of creative inspiration. Like what if that was something that you're creating every month is like kickstarts to your own inspiration versus focusing on one medium. That's I get excited. <laughs> So I know we have you for a limited time, so you might have to hop off. So I don't know if you have um, any closing thoughts that you want to share with us or if we get to keep you longer. Willow says, I help busy, overwhelmed homeschool moms how to design a creative lifestyle that helps them live their passions. Boom, you all have your statements down. <laughs> yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, um, and I apologize that I do have to go. I would love to spend time. I've just got, today's a back-to-back. So I have oh, another so one. This uh, week is amazing for you and next week, but you'll get to, you'll join the workshop and you will learn more and hear more stories and it will, sure. it will fire you up for sure. And I just encourage you to come join us for the, the workshop because it's free. Number one, number two, you're going to come out of that workshop with a heck of a lot more clarity and direction. And third, you're going to have momentum on your side. You know, there are people who will launch their memberships during the free workshop. Some of you may be in that bucket. I saw the question, um, it was from Sarah who asked like, you know, how many people do you need in your audience to, to launch? You don't need tens of thousands. You don't need thousands. A couple hundred would be more than sufficient. In fact, Faye over in the UK launched with less than 100. She launched with 90 and still gained tremendous momentum and actually had a five-figure launch because she did a, um, a lifetime uh, subscription for her founding members. So bottom line is that there are many, many options. And during the free workshop, you're going to get clarity in terms of like what would be a good fit for your market, how to structure the content, how do you launch, and how do you market that membership. And so you'll come away with clarity, direction, and a tremendous amount of momentum. And I'm passionate about this. And uh, as Marisa has said, our artists and our creatives in our community are probably the biggest portion of our uh, tremendous success stories. And we've got thousands and thousands of them. But the artists 
they have a tremendous track record of being able to take this concept, this idea, and being able to run with it with tremendous success. And I think a large part of it is because when you have a following where people appreciate the art, they want to learn those skills themselves. They want to invest in themselves and being able to do what you do. And this gives them the pathway to be able to go do about, uh, to go and do that. So Anyways, thank you so much, Marisa. Yes, I, I thank you as always. <laughs> encourage everybody to come join us uh, for the free workshop starting Thursday. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. And I highly recommend you come join us live because what I will say is that there are some secret segments that are only for people that are joining us live. They will not be um, in the recordings afterwards. So be sure to come join us live. Be sure, be sure. It's super fun. I watch every year. I love it so much. So yes. <laughs> All right, Stu, we'll see you soon. Have a great rest of your day. Thank Take you. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. So I'm going to stay on with you all and we'll um, answer some questions. And I wanted to go back to the circle post. So we'll talk not just membership, but just sort of overall online teaching because Stu's specialty is full on membership. But what you'll find is that if, like, if you're thinking of doing an online course, perhaps, or a workshop. And this was something that happened to me early on. So if you don't know this, um, I had put together an email for you last minute yesterday. You know, I started teaching online in 2008. I had a course called In the Fishbowl, Life as an Artist Online. I launched to almost 85 people the first time that I launched. There was no such thing in my uh, time at that time that we weren't launching. We were just building community. I had blog followers for two years. I had started the podcast and, you know, the economic downturn hit the recession of 2008. And I was at an art fair and I was like, gosh, I just got this business going and there's not really anybody coming to this, you know, there's like the art fair just feels like the wind got sucked out of it. And I thought, how is all of this going to work? And so I am naturally a visionary entrepreneur. And I'm going to preface this by saying I didn't start online teaching to make money. I had no idea if it would work. I started it because I was passionate about helping people. So I knew that because it's just how I'm built, but also that's why I started podcasting. I've been podcasting for free for over 200 episodes because likes do like so many members in his community. So are now so many of my friends, I'm so grateful for just meeting the coolest people, um, through having the chance to work with Stu. We just can't help ourselves. Like I've never been in a community where people want to help me with my business as much as this community. And so when that recession hit, I was like, gosh, you know, people keep asking me how I'm doing what I'm doing. Maybe I could put something together and help them because I learned how to podcast. So I knew how to record audio. I was clearly blogging and these were the only tools. There was no Zoom. There was no live video. These were the only tools for me. And even recording video was very uh, bulky and difficult to do. So I recorded audio. And then after that, my friend in the UK who was, and teaching in a totally different niche. She and I were the early ones to the game. And so her name is Susanna Conway. Um, 
she and I were the ones that came together and we made our own podcast in, I think it was 2010. We sold it for $97 and we did, we really did nothing but like market it to our email. And it was our conversation and our guide and a PDF about how we talk online. So I've really had this vantage point, I've had this really unique vantage point of creating something that did help me financially unexpectedly kind of make it through that time, which it is important as artists that we do have multiple revenue streams. And I say as artists, I mean, really every business owner, because as is evidenced by what happened in the past two years You know, the people who are thriving during this time are the people who are online because everything got shut down. So a lot of people, as Sue was sharing, grew incredibly fast because there was this big migration to the online space. I mean, one of the very first things I did, some of you may have joined me for it, is I was like, I created online teaching bootcamp in March, 2021. And I'm like, all right, guys, part of it was for my yoga teacher who was not online and all her classes were taken away. And I said, let's quickly, I'm going to take you through two weeks of getting yourself up with some kind of online program. All of that to say that when you are teaching, coming back to my very main, my first point, When you start teaching in any capacity, people who love you want to keep working with you. And I would always be like, all right, see you later. Like, bye-bye, we're done. And part of that was in fairness, I was juggling my art with my teaching because I didn't know to get support. I had all my limiting beliefs in place. Unfortunately, I if I had known better, I would have kept both going because I actually started my first membership in 2012. Uh, did not know who Stu was. In fact, he wasn't even doing that then. I think he started uh, coming in as an expert in the membership space in 2015. And I, it was called the Creative Coconuts and Sean and I actually did it together because he is a screenwriter and a comedy sketch writer. And so we recorded podcasts and sent them out and we had members and then I didn't know how to grow it. I didn't know how to market it. And I just felt like it was taking me from my art. And now those pain points are why I get really passionate about this because Because of my lack of knowledge, um, comparisonitis, as people started to grow in this space who came after me, I was like, gosh, maybe I'm not meant to do this. They seem to be doing it so much better. They're growing faster. I had to go through years of that kind of mental chatter before I just thought that's enough. I really feel called to help and I feel extra passionate about helping artists in business so that they can set themselves up for success sooner and not have to make these kinds of mistakes and go through these struggles that I did that I really just had no one to tell me. You know, when I started to get a lot of knowledge is when I started investing in people like Stu, um, in people like James Wedmore, who I've talked to you about. And I... I first was introduced to James in 2015, 2016 Periscope. Like I've been following him for a long time before I finally understood this is what I need. There weren't at the time and there aren't many 
Uh, most of the artists who are teaching business are also invested with business teachers and marketing teachers because within our artist community, we really didn't have a lot of people that had a grip on this, that know how to truly help you market your work where that's their specialty. Artists for the long time, right, have always kind of been hiding behind that. We don't want to market. We don't want to do business. We don't want to. There was a lot of that. And I could find no one in my community that would really kind of be that light forward. Those of us who came up in the past decade, um, many of whom you know, you know, we really kind of went through it ourselves. And we would meet each other in conferences and things, and we would sort of figure it out. But a lot of times I thought, I don't want to take advice from these artists because they just keep undervaluing their work and they're not, you know, they're sort of settling for things that I don't want to settle for. And lastly, and then I'll, I'll open it up to questions. The reason that I have that different perspective is because long before, not long, but a few years before I decided to pursue my art full time is I had started an e-commerce company in the early 2000s in the tech space. I was going to conferences, listening to investors speak, listening to people that had built internet businesses in the early days in all different industries and had often grown it to sell it and were now advising and helping people. And um, I was living in Boulder, Colorado, and it was sort of like the center of a lot of these early internet entrepreneurs. And it gave me a view of business that I could never just drop into what creatives saw for themselves. I, I just, I was like, wow, we're coming at this all wrong. Like this is a more business mind. How do I blend this with the creative mind? And I would always find resistance within my own communities. So thankfully, I finally got out of my own way and started investing and getting help from people that have knowledge outside of my world. And then I'm able to contribute that to our world. And it's just, I just feel filled with gratitude for the opportunity to connect with people because I've also, I did actually meet some really kind hearted people in the tech space. And I have felt like I've met some of the most kind hearted people in this space. And the artists who've been drawn into this space are the most kind-hearted because, and I, I say this with kind of a heavy heart, not always were artists very welcoming or um, supportive. Another reason why there's the expansive artist, because I thought I can't find the community I want to be a part of that feels inclusive, that is supportive, that is not competitive. So I'm going to create it. And so... Yes. Anyway, this is my like quick, my quick speech for you about where I come from in this perspective. And the reason that I was asking you about teaching is because I realize that more people are more artists are also feeling drawn to teaching. And I want you to know that as best I can within the capacity of the expansive artist, I certainly want to support you in that if that's something you're doing as well, because I'm really passionate about it also. And I think it couples beautifully with a creative business. However, if you want expertise, 
you're going to want to learn from Stu. Uh, you're going to want to learn from James. Ideally, I would say you're going to want to learn from both of them um, at some point. I have taken other people's courses. Um, everyone that I have learned from, I am super grateful. There are amazing people out there. So a lot of it is going to be who resonates with you and really get to know them and, you know, listen to the people who've worked with them and see if it feels right. Certainly don't make any decision about any mentor unless it like feels right for you. But, um, I have gone through the courses. I've been one of the people that was here first. And these are my two favorite programs, hands down, and they complement each other. And actually, um, Stu and James are friends. They met in their own mastermind years ago before either one of them kind of exploded on the scene, including with Amy Porterfield. We love her too. They were all in a mastermind together. So another example of just how connecting with the right people in communities and supporting one another, you just honestly never know where all of this leads and, um, you're just getting started in so many ways, right? All of us are. And it's very, it's very exciting to be a part of. So, all right, I'm coming to, for you who are here live, drop your questions in the chat. What are you thinking about all of this? Um, what questions do you have around the membership experience? Or um, I had recommended as well, that uh, James is nail your niche. I think it's starting at 11 um, is amazing. If you don't know who you want to serve, if you already know it's, you would definitely benefit from it. I'm just going to tell you anytime you're an earshot of either of, of these people, you are going to benefit from them. Um, I have listened to countless hours. I have been a person that has sat on countless live calls and every time I learn something new because I'm at a new vantage point and uh, I feel that they complement each other in both teaching style, in uh, heart-centered businesses, and yet they, they serve very different parts of the market. So online teaching is, and digital products in general is like putting together courses is one element and memberships is another, but they clearly feed into each other beautifully. And again, you don't have to do, nor would you want to create all of that at once. So how are we doing? <laughs> all right. So real good. I am new to one to one creativity coaching and my niche is aspiring and stuck artist. Basically anyone who thinks I want to make art, but yes. And then something gets in the way. And so, um, so, oh, good, Jeanette. I will happily answer that for you. Um, let me come here. Cause Rue, you put a lot of questions together that might address some of this. So the question is the thing about membership is and or you can do this with one-on-one -on -one coaching as well, right? Um, there's a limit to one-on-one -on -one coaching because you have a capacity, 
you can only reach so many people. So certainly online re, re, uh, removes all those barriers. You basically can reach your people all over the world. And I want to emphasize here, um, and you'll notice that I'm someone that's growing at a certain pace by choice, <laughs> by choice. Um, just because you're going to hear stories of people growing like to insane numbers. And I know, uh, Julie as well, we're in, um, communities together. Also, I, you know, you want to be ready for that and you don't have to do that. I think sometimes we can get into this world and we can feel like, Oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm like, I'm behind. I'm not doing it this fast. And, and, Take your time with all of this, because I also get the intel on people that I've watched grow over the past couple of years. There's a lot of growing pains if you're not quite set up for that. So just want to emphasize that this is about taking everything in steps, just like what we teach within the expansive artists. And so, yes, when Rue's talking about one-on-one, -on -one, group coaching is certainly a way to scale that more. And a lot of people also find benefit in group coaching. I know that I do. There are times where, yes, you would just like to sit down with someone and be like, help me, help me. I need all the focus on me. Right. But most of the programs that I'm in are even the higher level coaching it's with a group. And the reason that that's beneficial for your people is because we we gain so much by hearing from other people. Um, when we hear their experiences, we also relate. And sometimes we hear and we learn better. So I really, not just because it's more scalable, I mean, keeping it real with you, I really like the group coaching model for that reason. And I love being part of group coaching. I wouldn't only want to work with one person in this space one-on-one um, -on -one all the time. I, I would definitely miss the community aspects. So things to think about. Um, and all right, so let me see. There is certainly, you know, Rue, there's certainly a market for what you want to do. And I think if I'm remembering to what you were asking about and feel free to remind me because or drop the link to your post in here as well, because I feel like it could speak to everyone. Yeah, Marisa, good to see you. I hope you're launching. <laughs> I need to know what's happening. Please give us an update. <laughs> I'm thinking about you a lot. I know you're working in the background. It was so great to have you with us. Um, and then Esther's talking about, I'm concerned that it may dominate my time too much and take time from creating art. And that is a, that's a real concern for sure. Um, this is going to you. Well, let me put it to you this way. You can do this at a pace that feels comfortable for you and you can ease into it. You do not need to go all in. In fact, you may want to try before you decide to go all in. When I came to having Stu as a mentor and then a little while later started working with James and I still work with Stu and James, I um, was ready. I knew that I wanted to go all in and I knew, I knew what I wanted to create because I had tried things along the way. 
And so the most important thing is that you want to try because what I don't want to see you do, any of you, is to say, oh, because I did this, I did this. And I, I wish I hadn't, honestly, because I get to see now. I mean, when I get to read through your Thursday thrills and I get to see what's happening and I see you all connecting, like it brings me to tears so often. Even on our accountability call last week, which we will do another one next month, it was so uh, wonderful to like be on this call with people working and pursuing their dreams and I just think I stopped all that I, because I was like, no, I can't let it interfere with my art. So I've lived both sides of this equation. I have allowed my art to take the priority by choice, which worked out fine. I wrote a book, I was designing fabric and I was making my art. So technically that was a lot, right? On the other hand, I also wish that I had continued it because I could have helped more people and I could have learned so much more in my business that ended up being struggles for me for many years after making the decision to kind of pull back from this. And so I want to make sure if you say to yourself, I'm afraid it will take away time from my art, that will ultimately be a question worth answering and simultaneously allow yourself to dream a little and see what might come through. And that's the cool thing with going through Stu's workshop is that it's really going to give you a lot of ideas. And, you know, I'm going to be around um, when he is leading it. And I'll be here if you have questions for me, because I also like to help people make the right decision about this next step. Because again, I have a very unique vantage point but I, I also know what we tell ourselves that kind of keeps us from reaching out and helping somebody. So Esther, I hope that that is helpful. But I, what I would do is I would just like listen and absorb through the workshop and, you know, and see, see what it is. And then um, Jeanette, can we talk a little bit more about James? I know it's so funny. He feels more sales to me. This is Marisa just left and she actually took it last year. Um, And she reached out to me and she said, should I take BBD? Because um, James feels very sales to me. And I actually got to hang out with him a couple of weeks ago. We were like talking for hours and I was at a two day conference with his coaching group. And I told him, I said, I don't know if he remembers, but I was like, I learned about you in like 2015, 2016, when you were just getting started with business by design and you were too salesy for me. (laughs) I'm like the artist in me was like, you're too salesy. And I'm like, I wish I had gotten over that. I wish that I was like the first groups of, of BBD. Um, because I literally was sort of on the periphery of that world and learning from some other mentors. And I saw how this evolved for him. Um, He is one of the uh, deepest, uh, most thoughtful, just like heartfelt people and really spending this time with him in person. I had met him in person before, but this was sort of conversation. And um, I just was like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get to have a conversation with him about it. He's really good at what he does. And he teaches you 
how to do that in your style. But I will say, and I know Sean's here and (laughs) Sean, when you feel that way about people, you got to be aware that you are actually kind of shutting down your own sales. Okay. When I felt that way about people and I thought all these people in the marketing world, I'm keeping it really real with you guys. This is in our room, right? In our expansive artists. Um, I thought, although I've talked about this on the podcast, I was like, they are all salesy. I wasn't comfortable selling. Now, you don't, you can decide, however, and Sean will come and speak to us about this because this is her specialty. I can't wait. Um, you can decide what your version of that is, but all the artists, you know, who are doing really well, watch how they sell. You watch how creative people sell, watch how marketing people sell. I say marketing people, um, digital products, you know, Stu is, is amazing at it. He's going to teach you, you're going to learn all the methodology behind that. But when I would judge people that way, I had to realize that I was denying my own desire to like proudly make money, to value the work that I'm doing and to unapologetically share what it is that I have to share with the world. And it's taken me a minute to adjust to that. And I do it in my style. But the truth is, I've always been a good salesperson. When you're passionate about what you do and you know it helps people, you can't help yourself. And that's where you want to be. And that's where they come from. And if I ever get to ask James about it, you know, I have to say he doesn't get as many of the creative um, people in his world, which I sort of like because we're kind of the anomalies. I was the only one, I put this in my email, I was the only one wearing like bright red overalls (laughs) to the event. Not that there aren't the coolest people, but Stu like really attracts a lot of creative people. Also membership can be on many different levels, right? Like you can do art kits. You can, you can do products related to your art. I mean, there's so much that you can do. Yeah. I'm going to read Sean's comment where she says, it's a combination of recognizing what you fear and connecting with something that feels inauthentic. There is a balance that will feel good to you. Not saying it's, it's not going to challenge your comfort zone, but you can do it from a place of authentic integrity. And what I would do, you know, if you decide, um, James is going to be opening his program later, and I'll definitely talk more about that, you know, be with them, anybody that you want to learn from, if you're in business, you're all going to sell. And that's something that I am passionate also about helping you continue to get better, right? That's why I called artful selling the course that I have, that's why I called it artful selling because I was like, let's just hit this nail on the head. So many artists don't want to sell and they don't want to be proud of making money. And, you know, you've all heard my, my rants before and simultaneously, you know, we actually have a benefit because we are a certain type of person. Like artists can actually sell really well. Um, when they get behind what they are doing. And, and like I said, where I really 
was drawn to James and um, saw who he was and, and he may not be the right fit because he does not, he does not go surface at all. And that is one of the reasons, which is interesting, right? That he might come across on a little bit more salesy way. Like I said, he's done a lot of inner work and has a lot of depth to what he teaches. And one of the reasons I've chosen to continue working with him is because of that depth. And so a lot of that comes through in his podcast, which is called Mind Your Business. So that's another way to get to know him. And then with Stu specifically, you know, really getting to watch him through the membership. He has a much different approach and he really does keep things with much more simplicity, um, less intricacy around it all. And that's really appealing too. You know, it's just, and part of what you get to figure out on this journey, if you really pursue this teaching side is you get to figure out like, where do you fall? Just like what Sean's saying, you know, you get to develop who you want to be in this space and you can take all these tools and learn from people who are truly experts at this. Um, not only in creating digital products, but like bringing to them, them to the world and creating incredible communities around those products. And then you get to find your voice within that. And all of those tools help you to do that. Nobody, including me, just like I don't do this for your art as well, is here to tell you what to say, what to do, how to say it. That's not what we're here for. We're here to help reflect possibilities back to you in all areas that interest you within specifically today, we're talking about the creative business. And we are here to help guide you to your own power, your own intuition, uh, your own trust in what feels right for you. But I do encourage you that when you feel that feeling, but you may still feel drawn to a message from anybody, I encourage you to kind of go past that feeling and just tune in and listen and get to know them because I certainly do understand. And it is also an attitude um, for me personally that, that held me back by about five years because every person that I felt that way about that I've worked with, I couldn't love them more. <laughs> like I love them all like dearly. Every person that I've worked with online, I'm like, these people are amazing. Where have they been my whole life? It's just, you know, and then when I watch them um, open their programs, I, I get it. I totally get it, but <laughs> good. Well, I take that to heart. Jeanette was saying, Marisa, people you recommend are so important to me. I trust what you say. And I really, gosh, you know, the worst, like, the worst nightmare you have is that you recommend someone <laughs> to someone and then it doesn't work. And sometimes that also happens, right? You might find someone and you might be like, mm, I don't know that this person resonates with me as much as they do for Marisa. And that's cool. That's how it is. Um, we all have to sort of find our own journey with this, but I really, you know, I now, you know, for, for the record, I partner with them. So I am also an affiliate. And that was something that I used to say, I don't know, people don't like that word. Blah. <laughs> it's like, no, I would recommend, I wasn't an affiliate for James last year. And I recommended BBD to Marisa. Like it doesn't really matter. 
And also it's something where when you're online teaching, it becomes part of what you're doing, which by the way, we're not there yet, but that's something I want to build into my community because why not? It's like when you're able to support people and they connect you with more people, that's how so many people have been able to grow and we connect through communities, right? So I really didn't know about Stu. Um, in 2018, I found a PDF I downloaded from James that was about uh, the tribe membership. <laughs> It was tried. Now it's called the membership experience. I know Stu will probably talk about that, but it's just much clearer what it is. And so I didn't do anything with it. I like, and I really needed it because I started the first version of the expansive artists, um, the creative outliers in 2018. It was a different format. Um, it was a little bit more like small group coaching early on. And 2019 rolls around and I'm like, oh, there's a Stu fellow. <laughs> James is like, it's his friend and he's talking about it. And the like part of me of like, someone's trying to sell me something started to go off in my head. And then I got over myself and I was like, I need help with my membership. Like I need help. I cannot do this by myself. This guy knows everything. So what am I waiting for? So I think it was the first course I ever bought where I bought it literally on the day that I opened. I was like, we don't need to, Marisa does not need to be sold, convinced, I'm in. And the cool thing that James did, so he's an affiliate for Stu, Stu is an affiliate for James. Um, you know, it's just become, they've been friends for all these years. They believe in each other's work. And uh, I joined Stu through James's affiliate. And then I got to learn what it was like to work with James because he had done a coaching element as part of that package. And then that got me to a place where I was like, wow, you know, I really want to learn from him also. And so there's this beautiful thing that happens within the whole community that when we all sort of come together from a place of, if I have something that can help someone in this world, um, it is a disservice for me not to share it. And if I know someone that can help someone in my world, it is also a disservice for me not to share it. Like you get to decide whatever feels right for you. And I am here to guide you in all those ways. Like is now the time for you to do this? Do you want to focus on your art? You know, all we want to help you do is to know what that next step is for you. How's everyone doing? I won't keep us too long. I just really wanted to be able to have this conversation with you all so that we can truly talk about what's possible for you. And also, I also at one time taught creative teaching online. Um, Eliza, who is one of our members, Carla, people went through that course. And I don't want to teach that anymore because I feel like these people have so much expertise. I would rather send people to them and I would like to coach the people who are going through that process. That's my feeling. And so that's what I've done the last couple of years is that I create a group coaching around anyone going through um, tribe, the membership experience, and then I will do the same because I like to be like the smaller um, pod, if you will, like pocket of artists who are going through these programs. And then I, we can chat, I can help you. And um, 
I've been through it. I've been immersed in them both for two and a half years solid. And so almost three with Stu. And so I love to help you with that. And that's my feeling. I would rather help you, as you know, with artful selling, you know, I want to help you with all aspects of your art business and getting clarity about what's right for you within the expansive artists and be a guide that way. Um, and I love helping people figure this out because it was one of the first things I figured out and I've been passionate about it for a long time. So Rue was saying, Oh, Rue has to go. <laughs> Don't worry. So we will, and you are welcome to bring um, questions to me. You know, this is technically our creative implementation week. So I consider this sort of a, a bonus call that we did and um, don't want to overload anyone also who's not wanting to do this. It's totally make those good decisions for you. And we have our Q&A next week. So certainly ahead of time, if you think through this or you have certain questions, I'm happy to answer them for you. But when I was talking about uh, Rue's post, and I will go back and leave a note there, there's a lot of questions, right? What do you price it at? Um, how do you introduce it? How do you launch it? And these are things that um, especially because Stu's having his workshop right now, he's going to help you. You can easily, you can create a founding member launch like tomorrow. You really can. And a lot of people do. And um, he can step you through that. And then you do come to realize just like with your art business, when you really get into it, there's a lot of depth into the whole process. But in order to get it going or to back to Esther's point, you know, you're going to want to try something or maybe you've already taught in-person workshops or you're already teaching. And so that's going to be an easier transition for you to say, I'm going to do something online because even two years ago, when I first started the creative outliers, people didn't really want to come on zoom. They didn't really want to be on camera. Like nobody really knew what we were doing. And so fast forward two years later, I'm still taking ballet and yoga from my home. And that didn't exist two years ago. So there's so much more possibility of what we believe is possible in this capacity. And then certainly you, as we can, you can add in-person events to what you're doing. It's not just limited to online. So Amy was saying, um, would love some examples of artists doing the product-based membership for inspiration. Oh yeah. Um, well, Amy, definitely search Sarah Williams in our hub and listen to her talk about the boxes. And then she has a podcast as well. Now she serves way more than artists. Um, she serves all kinds of people, but I'm trying to think if I know offhand. I've, I've done it. I have not done it successfully uh, yet in terms of a recurring uh, membership, but one of the lessons I want to create for you is, um, well, I'll save that. I'll save that for another day, but I have absolutely created boxes and filled them with different offerings. And some have been surprise offerings and I have always sold those boxes. Um, but I'm trying to think of offhand. There's one company 
I'm trying to think if they still do it. Um, I have to do some research for you on that. I know there's one artist that started one around kits that is just like gangbusters. And a lot of, I think a lot of artists actually don't even think in these terms yet. And I think that's why I think because they're still thinking of themselves as like solopreneur individual, like I'm going to package this, I'm going to make this, I'm going to send it out. Right. And it's all sort of stilted. If you're really going to get into boxes, which I've talked to Didi about, um, in the membership, you really want to learn about it and you really want to do it efficiently and effectively. And I think, and I say this with a lot of respect to our community of artists, I do think that a lot of people just aren't, don't think about this and they're not learning from these people. And so they're not doing what they could be doing, but I'm going to specifically try to um, find more research for you on that as well. And Jeanette was saying, my fear is, doesn't my art need to be selling before I come up with a membership? Well, I don't, that's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> what is your membership on? And if you are, um, if you are going to teach artists how to sell work, yes, <laughs> you probably want to have that dialed in. If you want, if you feel intrigued and you're feeling pulled in this direction to learn more, right? You don't have to make a decision today. Um, then see where that takes you. You can, you can do both. You can pace this however you want. And what you're offering sounds like something different than like of the business side of art. So, and because you have a design background, it might be something really cool for you there. So I would just allow it to be open and don't, this is where we start arguing, not that you're doing that, Jeanette. I know you, you're, I know that you're very thoughtful about your choices, but I'll speak for me again. We start arguing for our limitations around what it is that, why we can't do something. So I'm just going to encourage you all, if you get nothing from today, just one thing is just to allow, allow yourself to dream a little. Imagine helping people with something that you love doing helping any number of people, helping three people, helping eight, helping a hundred people, 50, it, you know, whatever, if you dream of helping a thousand people, fantastic. It's all possible. It's all gets to be created the way that you want. And, you know, I was thinking about this because I'll share this in my Thursday email when I first started teaching, I did not know. I knew about the podcast. I knew I felt compelled there. I still don't know where that came from, but it's always been there. And then I was invited to teach at a retreat. And I was so like, who am I to teach? I'm barely a self-taught artist. Like, what am I doing? Why are people wanting me to teach at this retreat? And I really got in my head about it. I had the best time. I made some amazing friends from that experience. Uh, it opened my world to possibilities. And I did all that stuff. And I actually uh, wrote off teaching and teaching at retreats in, I think, 2012 or 2013. I was like, I'm never doing it again. And I was wrong. <laughs> so a lot of this is get in, get your hands dirty, so to speak. 
Um, you're all wise and thoughtful. You know, I know this isn't your first time at the rodeo and you will have experience where you'll get experience working with people and you'll refine how you want to work with people, if that makes sense. And uh, Sean says, as an artist, you're an individual creator. As a business owner, think of yourself as a multiplier, leveraging your creativity in multiple revenue streams. Yes, here, here. And, and, you know, it's not about stretching yourself thin because I really have to emphasize when we talk about recurring revenue streams or as an early entrepreneur said to me, you want to have many eggs in your basket. You do, but you want to be thoughtfully putting those eggs in. You don't want to just start running out doing everything because again, to Esther's thoughtful question, it can absolutely pull energy. It's going to take focus from what you're doing and you can give that a time limit and, or you can also get support to help you to do that. All right. Sounds good. Esther, we'll see you. I'm glad this was helpful. We'll see you on Thursday. Awesome. <laughs> so what other last minute questions do we have? And then I'll let you get back to your Tuesday. Um, I was, I wanted to support you here live. And then I was looking at my, I think I put it in my, oh, is Sue's live on Facebook? I am not sure how they're doing it. I would definitely register and then there will be lives on Facebook, but I believe that there may be like a special live streaming platform and it may broadcast to both, but you want to make sure that you register so that you, um, so that you can see it for sure. And that you know what's happening when. Yeah. And the other, so I'm just quickly before we sign off, I'm scrolling through the post that I had asked you. So Tara Shanker was asking, you know, teach a project like a piece of artwork that someone can complete at home as a downloadable course. There is that option as well. There is what's called automation and you can grow to a place where a lot of people like to call it passive uh, income, but I'm going to tell you it's not passive. There's work that goes into building that, but you can have projects where you sign, you know, um, you have projects that you can create where people can purchase it as a standalone. But what I would recommend in that case for Tara or anyone thinking about this is you want to run this live first. You want to work with people. So the simplest place to start is to work with people. And that's why you'll hear Stu say again and again, just get it going. Because if you overthink it, you will overthink yourself in a way of never starting it. And then it doesn't help anyone, including you. Because let's also be honest, on the financial side, having recurring revenue, and that can come in many forms. It can come in having a group coaching program. It can come in having um, a product that's downloadable and running uh, probably continuous, you know, Facebook ads to it. It can come from a membership, of course. And, um, you know, all of these things, it's really nice to have. And it has, I've watched it. Um, it has changed my life. 
I have just watched the impact that it has on people's lives and families and the amount of women that are really becoming empowered financially and just growing incredible businesses um, through this process of helping people. And uh, simultaneously, let's not also forget about Skillshare. I have a Dylan spoke to us also, Dylan Mearswinski. She's one of the guest speakers in our EA hub. We talked about all kinds of topics, but one of them is Skillshare. So you can also record a short class and put it on Skillshare. And that is, I would say that can be legit passive income because people will find it, but of course it will grow when you market it. When I say passive, you're never not going to want to market your work. Um, you will, you, I mean, you never get to get out of that, <laughs> the marketing part of your business, if you really want something to grow and have massive potential. So I'm just doing this quick rapid fire. And Tracy Diamond was saying she has um, two ideas and she was talking about the fear of starting Um yeah, so Tracy also has graphic design background and she was thinking about uh, supporting people and setting up their marketing branding pieces, DIY. I mean, that could be huge, really, because people are always looking for that. And yes, there's Canva, but as my designers know, just because there's Canva doesn't mean that you're gonna make good design work, but it certainly helps. So if you know, if you are a designer, you can certainly weave that in. What's so cool about this is that, you know, and to you as well, Amy, if you're still with us, I think you are, you can create whatever you want. The sky's the limit. People come up with ideas where everyone's like, wow, we didn't know that would be a possibility. And so allow yourself to dream. And then she has another idea of creating art as a therapeutic practice. I love both those ideas, Tracy. I don't know if she'll get to see this on replay, but, and then Angela uh, Murray is, she's already teaching energy intuitive painting on big canvas. So she already has a combo of painting part life coaching and she's wanting to find out more about membership. So hopefully she's gonna jump in on Stu's workshop. Yeah, and Joe is also interested as well. And Nancy had talked about passive income, which I explained that work will be put into all of this. I mean, it just is. Um, and I know you know that and you'll be great at that. Yeah, and what's involved with online teaching, Leah was asking because she does in-person and I keep this super simple, is that you can start anything with this little tool called Zoom. And I think it's still $15 to have your first account. It's really so incredibly affordable. Uh, don't misquote me if I'm, I don't want to um, state it if that's incorrect, but I think you can. You don't want to do free because that will limit you in time, but this is how you can start anything. And so you, that's what you need. An email, you need to be able to email people, take a payment and have Zoom just like similar to your art, there are real basics that you need. And yeah, Lori, that's right. Lori, you also teach in person and you might consider this as well. And Becky was saying, I keep getting asked if I'll do teaching. Just take note. If you uh, keep getting asked, there's a reason. 
just pay attention. That was something that was happening to me and I totally ignored it. I, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't think I could teach people. I, I didn't know if I was any good at it. Um, I didn't know if what I figured out for myself would help other people, but people were willing to trust me and invest in me. And, you know, you're not going to go out with the highest price program. There are all these really cool ways that you can involve people in your program and they will help you build it and they get to be a part of it. It's so exciting. And so, so don't let any of those things, you know, keep you from. Um, and Mariska was saying she's taught kids classes and a couple workshops for grownups sewing and multimedia. Now, my friend who I learned sewing from, she finally went online with her Zoom and I made an entire dress on Zoom and I've been in person with her and I took her Zoom class during the pandemic and I, I loved it. And I know that she was probably like, we can't do that because you want to help people and you just, but it's totally possible. And then, yeah, the technical things, those most important is you want to know. Um, and that's why if you are doing James's nail your niche, I bet you can still sign up for it today. I know it will be on replay. It's two days. I will say that he is longer. Um, he goes into a lot of depth, so it's not like in and out, but it's also required. I feel we're sometimes skipping over the depth on all of these industries and I appreciate it, but you'll get a replay. And most important is that you get a sense of who you want to serve first and all the technical and, um, searchy, by the way, that I use was created by Stu and uh, his co-founder, who's his brother-in-law, and it was created by him to support the membership memberships. And so a lot of us have been the first people using it in the past couple of years, and it's already grown immensely. And so it's easy to start finding tools and all of that. Those are the easy answers on the technical side. Oh, and Rue was asking about a wait list. Absolutely. One thing you can do and do the workshop with Stu because he'll talk to you about this is you can say, I'm thinking about teaching fill in the blank to your audience and just DM me if you're interested. Uh, gauge interest, send it in your email. And then there's a whole, uh, once you really get into the process of what we call launching or opening and closing programs, uh, if that's how you're doing it, you don't have to do it that way either, but there's reasons why people choose to um, take that approach, then you will learn that there's a lot to refine as you go. And that's why you want to really learn from experts in this area. And Sarah Bowden already completed our first online course. And she's also aiming at non-creatives who aspire to be more creative. And one thing to keep in mind, and I don't know um, Sarah's full background of like how she came to this or uh, if she was teaching before, but you don't have to create everything before you get it started. Really, really important. The, I knew that intuitively when I launched in the fishbowl in 2008, I basically said... <laughs> I'm thinking about teaching, like I did all the things intuitively that now get taught as, as how you get things started. 
but it's no, you're just making connections with people. That's all marketing is. Remember that. Don't get in lost in the weeds on all, any of this. I just said, I'm thinking about doing this. If you're interested, let me know. There's probably a blog post on it somewhere. And then I opened it and people bought it. It was very affordable. I think it was like 85, the first one, and then 97 for six weeks. And, um, and people, you know, they loved it and I love teaching it and it worked. I built it each week as I went. And that is oftentimes recommended because you might have an idea of what your people want and they may have a different idea. And so together you can do that. When I did my first session of artful selling, I did it with the group as well. I built it as we went. And then once you have it built, that's where it can become less work for you. You get to repeat what you use and refine it. And that's where it gets, especially like, it's just a really fun, exciting adventure and journey. Yeah. Once you, Christina was also saying, figuring out what platform to use, you know, teachable, uh, Kajabi, searchy. I think some people use Thinkific. You can use Circle also. You can use Circle to have a course on there. Lots of choices for the technical side. And you can just have things on Zoom and record them and have a place to upload them, a Dropbox. You can do that too. Super simple. So last two questions and then we'll we'll close for the day. Uh, and thinking of creative classes, reform the perfectionist type A control, a control freak in you discover the joy and creativity. Um, I'm laughing because I totally relate of not being good at something. Um, kidding, not kidding. Cause I'm surrounded by those people in my work world and their stress stresses me the hell out. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it, Sean. This would be very, very interesting. Oh, it sounds great. Um, Christina, I just did that, uh, to my blog email and got some people to, immediately sign up. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Definitely a boost to make me take some more action. Excellent. I'm so glad. So I think I, I covered most of it and then you'll learn more as you go, especially within this week and, um, and keep me posted on your ideas and, and what's happening, but you all have great ideas. And just lastly, you know, when people, when I would sell the most art in a couple hours was after I taught at the Squam, it was Squam Art Workshop in New Hampshire. There was an art fair for three hours at the end of the week. And I taught, <laughs> or I taught, and then everyone was bonded to me. I was bonded to them too, because we had spent these days together and they bought my art like nobody's business. I mean, it's certainly you know, it's a crossover, especially if you're teaching art, but a lot of my members, and I thank you, you know, bought my, well, they bought my planner this year, or they bought art for me. They also collect my art. Like these are not, we're not talking about, um, you know, apples and oranges. We're maybe talking about a red apple and a green apple, and they go together nicely and they really complement each other. And based on everything that everybody was sharing here, I really see that a lot of you have cool ideas and I would love for you to just give yourself permission this week to play with the ideas. Um, definitely join 
um, Stu's workshop, allow what he teaches and the stories that he shares of people, you're going to get so many ideas. And promise me, as I always say, don't overload yourself. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. We don't build this in a day either. We just get started. And a lot of us start with helping uh, like three to 10 people. And some of us who are more established might help more than that. And you'll always get the amount of people that is really right for you and where your growth is at. And so enjoy and have fun and be willing to take this all one step at a time. And I'm excited to see where it takes you. So I appreciate you joining me for this. I hope that this was helpful. I just sort of wanted to um, not only have you get to meet Stu and hear more from him, but also to just kind of answer an overview of questions of what's percolating around. And, you know, I love when artists get to tap into all parts of their gifts. And because, like I said, we're sort of drawn naturally, I find to wanting to have an impact and helping people in the world in multiple avenues, and that this is a natural fit for us. And that's why we're seeing so much success in it. It's also kind of a natural fit um, for women because we tend to be very good at community, nurturing, you know, uh, it's just, it's, it's pretty amazing. In fact, most, most of the people, like most of the people in uh, Stu's community, a lot of them are women, uh, similar, I think, to James. And I don't know what it is. I guess we're we're naturally teaching in that way. And I think also they both have personalities that are very, uh, not going to say soft per se, but just very nurturing and and sort of um, they're just, it's just really fun and enjoyable to work with them. So Thanks everyone. I see Jeanette's hanging on with the camera. <laughs> it's okay if your camera's off, totally fine. I recorded this on the speaker view and I will put this up as a replay. And so you can um, tune in and we can send people here if they're wanting to have more questions. <laughs> I see you all. Good to be with you. And um, I'm actually going to be headed to the East Coast for probably a couple of weeks. Um, everything is scheduled the same, but I will probably be on like a slightly different schedule in terms of when I respond to you and different things. I'm just giving you a heads up, but everything remains the same for you, but I'll be uh, broadcasting from my East Coast friends and I will be in your time zone. So, all right, everyone, keep me posted. Super psyched. <laughs> Yes. Thanks, Heidi. I'm definitely feeling better than I was three days ago. We won't talk about that. So yes, all is well. And, um, I will, I'll see you soon. I will see you soon in all the, all the places. If you end up, um, tuning into Stu's workshop, I may, I'm not sure yet because of traveling, but in the past when he does his, uh, like his kind of like a master class going over everything. Sometimes I do a watch party on Zoom. And that way, if you are thinking about wanting to work with him, we can chat it up and you can ask me more questions and um, all of that. 
So, cause like I said, I like to put together a coaching program. That's not an additional fee, but it's for anybody that joins, um, either one of these mentors in the coming months. And then I'm also going to do a group coaching, um, probably in July as well. So for you who want more support and be able to have more direct conversations about this, we can do that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Willow. We have a lot of Kansas friends. Hopefully we're going to be going lots of places, all the places from New Zealand. Um, since you're at the very end for anyone who makes all the way to the end, I am, I also did have a conversation about a retreat in Mallorca, this would be November, 2023. <laughs> so, so just, you know, the expansive artists will be the absolute first, uh, to know about that. And, um, then if there's space, we'll open it up. I'll be partnering with a teacher as well. And I'll be partnering hopefully with, uh, the person in France who is doing all our meals and everything, And it would be sort of like a dream come true if we do that. So speaking of teaching, you know, that's where you see that everything intertwines and interweaves. And anyway, I get really excited about this and I need to let you go and I need to finish packing. So I will uh, see you all soon. Have a great day. Get inspired and uh, more, more later. Okay, bye. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.